The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. Today, I am joined by four-time Super Bowl champion, five-time NFL Pro Bowl selection, 11-year NFL veteran, future first ballot football Hall of Famer, and fellow Buffalonian, Mr. Robert James Gronkowski. Referred to as Robbie G back at home, but Gronk on the international spotlight. Rob is regarded as one, if not the best tight end to ever play the game. He spent 11 years in the NFL, playing for the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while earning a combined 70 plus million dollars in just NFL contract money. Contrary to the stigma of professional athletes going broke after their playing career, Rob put together a financial plan throughout his career that allowed him to strictly live off the money he made from endorsements, other revenue streams, and successfully invested his contract money for the future. Today, we're diving into all things. We have the one and only Mr. Robert James Gronkowski wow. here. Wow. Wow. What an introduction, my man. Was that electric? Wow, or that what? was electric. How that you was, feel that was a that? different style of an introduction. What do you what really styles cool. are you using? You've been on a million shows. Yes. You've done a million things. What styles are you using? You know, to? just kind of like four time Super Bowl <laughs> champion, five time Pro Bowler, and then they say your name. But you went, you dove deep into it, my man. I, I got loved into it. it. That was nice. And, and then also Robbie G. Robbie known G. Known as Robbie G when we were growing up. That's right. But on the international stage, known as Gronk Man, you, <laughs> you hit like that, that right on. That was, that a was good really line. good, man. All right, let's get into it. So we are recording before the Super Bowl, but this will air the day after the Super Bowl. Give some context to listeners. So we got to start with some numbers and predictions. Super Bowl. Right now, who wins? What's the score? I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just feel like, you know, they just been more of a dominant team throughout the whole regular season and especially through the two playoff games that they have played so far. Their offensive line is spectacular. Their defensive line is dominant. Okay. And they can control the trenches the whole entire game. I think they'll get after Patrick Mahomes a little bit. He was, he's not going to be able to scramble as you know well as he can because of his little ankle injury that he has going on, a high ankle sprain. But it's impressive what he can still do on it. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're going to take the victory. I would say 31 to 24. 31-24. All right, that's a good prediction. Now, gun to your head. You have to predict this right now. You got to bet a million dollars on wow. this right here. Fan duel. You got to kick a field goal. Million bucks. You got to put it on. Yes or no? Are you making the field yes, goal? Yes, I'm making You're the field goal, baby. So? I'm gonna make the field goal. Listen, you it's played for America. You played a lot of sports growing up. We'll talk about that growing up in Buffalo. Soccer was not one of them. So if I'm betting a million bucks, I think I might be betting against you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bet as well. <laughs> All right. So before. We we get into it here, Rob. It's a business podcast. We talk about life navigation, career navigation. We talk numbers. We talk all things. But I want you to feel safe. Like you got to be in a safe spot. So I want you to feel safe. So we're gonna have you. You ever hear? You know what a safe word is? Have you ever heard of that term? Yeah, safe? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How would you define safe word? What would you say? It's kind is? of like, you know, it's kind of like if you have children or something, and <laughs> like someone's, you know, breaking into the house possibly. I'm just going off the off the charts already, <laughs> off the rails already. And All like right. you gotta go hide. Like yeah, you got yeah. a hiding spot in the house, a secret hiding spot. Yeah. And then there's a safe word to just scream out loud. You never scream it out loud yeah, unless yeah, yeah. someone's entering and breaking into the house. And I would say like 
dinosaur dinosaur would be safe word okay. with, with your kids and you just dinosaur dinosaur and everyone just runs you know into the safe safe house the safe that they house. have in the house and it's a safe word as well have you ever heard of um quote unquote what a safe word is like in the bedroom uh yes that is well too that is well so like, safe word in the bedroom yes, in it's the like, bedroom, like shit's getting crazy yeah you throw that word out there yes okay yes so i he, never used a safe he, word ever <laughs> Yes. No safe words. Yes, for you. I'm smooth with it. Smooth. You know, they, they, I never had a safe word thrown at me ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So never, I, I never. Well, I don't know what a safe word is in the bedroom. Well, that's the best part. Rob doesn't know a safe word. He doesn't have to go. But faster safe is my like, safe word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> faster. Oh, no, that's my safe word. Oh. <laughs> All right. I love it. There you go. We got Rob G's safe word. Ooh, wow. That's the safe word for ooh, today. Ooh. Ooh. I was going to say, because it's a numbers podcast, your safe word could be a number. It could yeah. be your ooh, favorite. Because I love zeros too. Ooh. And that ooh is kind of okay. zeros. They, they, they relate. There it is. Yes. All right. So anytime I ask you a question that you contractually cannot answer or don't want to answer it, you just yeah. go, ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and I'll know. <laughs> All right. We're going to skip it and go to the next one. All right. I All like right. it. Here's what I want to start though. So we're going to get into it. Growing up, you and I played hockey together. We were on the Muddy Ducks at like eight years old. Yes. I could, I'll never forget. You were two times bigger than us. You still are. <laughs> we couldn't even like lift the puck. And coaches would come in and be like, all right, we got one strategy today. Rob, you're going to cross the red line and just shoot the puck. The goalie's heads literally didn't come up to the crossbar. You would go top corner every time. Then I remember baseball, you're always jacking home runs left and right, Lou Gehrig. And then you got high school at Winslow East. You obviously went to Winslow North. You dunked the ball so hard that the backboard completely shattered. You remember all this stuff growing yes, up? Yes, I remember it all, man. Okay. So here's the question I got for you. Today, it's now, especially like career development with parents, it's like, a thing that you have to specialize. They're saying like, don't play all those sports. Don't play, you know, basketball, baseball, hockey, football. You have to specialize. And now youth sports is like a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar industry. Is like you possibly having kids or seeing your nephews or like raising kids. Like what is your thoughts on like specializing in a sport at that young of an age? Yes. I think it's absolutely ridiculous to specialize in just one sport, you know, growing up. I would say you start that process, you know, you know, really specializing, really focusing on one sport. Once you get to the college level, you know, when you're yeah. a kid, you should be playing as many sports as you possibly, you know, can play. That's yeah. if you want, if that's, if you want to play that many sports, I think it's ridiculous if parents or coaches are telling these young kids, Hey, you better be playing baseball all year long. You yeah. better be playing basketball all year long. How about what if the kid wants to play all four sports or three sports throughout high school and doesn't want to focus on one? I think that's how it should be. Just yeah. focusing on one sport is just ridiculous. I don't think it's really the right way. There's so many skills that you can learn from one sport and, you know, and bring it over to the other other sport as well. Yeah. It translates big time. For example, basketball, you know, you got to be able to back, box out in the basketball world in order to get a rebound. Right. Well, if I'm on the football field and and there's a defender on me and he's covered, he's covering me, he's right on my hip, and the quarterback throws me the ball, which is five star Eric Dahlman in my <laughs> high school days. And let me tell you, how do I get how do I get open? How do I make that catch? I gotta go up, I gotta box out the the defender, use my body and get big with my body in order to go up and catch that football just like I would go get a rebound off of the backboard. So it translates big time. You know, you yeah. learn a lot of different techniques, you learn 
a lot of new styles, how, how things work, how you got to work together as a team, how you got to work together as a team in football, how you yeah. got to work together as a team in baseball. I'm just saying the sports I play, how you got to work together as a team in hockey. Yeah. And that translates into life after sports as well when you're totally done playing sports because you understand what it takes to be a team to be successful. And uh, you're not going to be successful in the world at all unless if you're on a team, if that's yeah. your professional sports or if you're in the business world, you know, working for a big biz business company. So uh, I would say play every sport. Don't focus on one. And when you get to the college level, that's when you put all the focus and mindset into one, just one sport. That's great insight. Also, there's a huge takeaway there, guys. For everyone listening back home, he did mention five-star Eric Dahlman. Eric Dahlman is the, was the starting quarterback at Williamsville North High School. I believe he still is single. An absolute stud, an absolute scholar. Rob G would not be who Rob G is today yes. without his high school quarterback. Yes. little shout-out to he Eric Dahlman. He was a five-star as well. He was a five-star recruit. I think he was the number three quarterback on rivals.com with the ratings, but he's just such a G that he just decided to, you know, just end his career. Yeah. After high school, you waited until yes. 70 million plus in earnings yes. for Super Bowls and a lot of things. Eric was so good. Yes. He knew it was done then. All yes. right. <laughs> I got a hundred percent. Yes. I do have a question about when you talked about your opinion on specializing. At what point, though, did you feel like because you played all these sports and you were especially in Buffalo, you were the best at every one of these sports without a doubt. So at what point did you say? Okay, I actually have to specialize. I got if I want to go football, I got to stop doing everything else. I kind of knew that I was going to play football 100% in college and try okay. to get to the NFL when I was about a sophomore in high school. But that didn't affect me, you know, wanting to play other sports. I wanted to play other sports. I had so many friends, you know, also playing baseball on the baseball team, also on the basketball team as well. And I loved high school basketball so much that, yes, I knew I was going to play football, but I was still going to you know, to try to dominate in every other sport I was playing. But I would say I just focused mostly on football, though. Like yeah. I was doing the football workouts. It wasn't like I was doing basketball training or baseball training, which I would say it definitely affected me for sure as well. Negatively My, or positively? Negatively with other sports, with the way how I was training for football. Because okay. I was benching, you know, just trying to throw up weight. You know, I kind of feel like it kind of messed with my baseball swing over the course. Gotcha. Going into like my junior, senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's no doubt about that. And uh, I put a lot, lot of muscle on. I would say I was a little bit more stiff than what I was, you know, growing up. Yeah. And uh, I kind of understood that later on in my football career, that it's more about being loose and flexible to be athletic than, you know, just be strong, just strong. and just yoked up and just bulky. You can't really move that well. Yeah. You got to be athletic in order to get open in order to black guys. And that's how you prevent injury as well is by being flexible, by being loose. But uh, I knew my sophomore year in college, that I was dedicated to the football world. I knew I wanted to play football in college. I knew that my goal and my mindset was to get to the NFL. And it was right about when I really started focusing on that was my sophomore year in high school. But like I said, I love playing every other sport as well. Yeah, yeah it's interesting you said, because I saw that your post when you retired at June 21st, 2022, you said in college, you were asked to write about your dream opportunity that you wanted to pursue in the location. Every time you had to write about your future, no matter what it was in college, you picked being a professional football player. What I was curious about was like when we were in like fourth grade, third grade playing hockey together, we always thought you'd be a pro hockey player. Before college, did you think you would have gone pro in a different sport or was it always football since like eight on? Well, like before high school, like yeah, when, when like I was high in, school, yeah, before school. high school. Yes. But it was about, 
you know, growing up, I just wanted to be a pro athlete. You're just I like, mean, I'm going to be a pro. Yeah, I just wanted to be a pro. When we were doing hockey yeah. or if it was Little League Baseball, whatever it was, I just always said, I want to be a pro. Yeah. I'm going pro. Yeah. I always said that, though. I'm going pro. I don't know what, what sport, but I'm going pro. Did you ever yes. have, like, there's always a story, and I think about where you went to school, or I went to school, Will North Willies. Did you ever have a story of, like, someone telling you, you saying, I'm going to make it, and a coach or a teammate oh. or a principal or a teacher oh, was like, man. good luck. Do you want to hear this story? Yeah, I do. All right, this is a Especially because we grew story. up together. All right. So in seventh grade, I was getting in trouble all the time. There's no doubt about that. I was a troublemaker. <laughs> but it was harmless trouble. Yeah, it was like, harmless trouble. I remember trouble. you got in trouble exactly. with Johnny Walter because yes. you guys both like mooned someone off the bus. Exactly. So it was like harmless yeah. trouble, stupid. Harmless, yeah. <laughs> harmless stupid trouble. That That's the definition yeah. Yeah. of my trouble. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I, I still, I'm still a troublemaker. Then. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I, I never took it too far. It was yeah. never anything serious. But so here we go. Har this harmless, stupid trouble that I'm getting in in seventh grade, just, just acting like a fool, just being silly all the time. And then eventually I had to go to the principal's office every Friday morning. And my dad had to come in from work every Friday morning for about 10 weeks straight. And we had to do a checkup on me. Am I, what, am I doing everything right? Am I Am I, you know, not being silly? Am I following directions? All that good stuff, whatever it was. And, th and then I'm, I'm, I got in serious trouble in gym class. I'm messing around. We're playing basketball. I'm throwing half court shots. I'm making them. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just BSing are. around, yeah. just not passing anyone, scoring every point, yep. then, then throwing a pass across the whole court. Like <laughs> it wasn't real basketball, but I, I was producing, but yeah. it was just silly, harmless <laughs> trouble. And then eventually I'm getting, I got pantsed. Okay. Yeah. So then I, I who who pants yeah, you? I, I know who I it pants, was. Yeah. I was getting pantsed by like three girls. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Two girls, and then I pants one of the girls back. <laughs> and what, uh, and what happened? No? Yes. And, I, and what happened was that I got caught. I got caught. And then <laughs> what? I don't. You know, I got caught. Rob, you go to the principal's office, and I. What do I do? I, I don't blame anyone else. I go, yeah, it was me. Yeah. I pantsed her, you know. <laughs> I mean, you guys didn't see me get pants 80 times before. <laughs> you know, obviously, I'm going to pants them back. She pants me. I pants her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I go back to the office. So now this is like a serious talk. Okay. And then, uh, but I'm dominating in, in athletics as well. And I'm like, oh, I'm better than everyone. But in a good way. Not like, not like a not bad cocky way. Not cockier. Yeah, you just, were never good, like just my way. My never style. ever have been like yeah, that. Just my style. Yeah. Just being hilarious yeah. about it. Yeah. And then the principal right in front of me, you know, tells my dad, Dr. Crawford. And this is a story I never told before, like publicly, just, you know, privately. And he goes, you know, you know, my son was an all-American athlete. And when he got to college, it started becoming very difficult for him. He was about the same as everyone then. You know, it's going to get harder as you get to high school and to the college worlds. Athletics is only going to bring you so far. And I'm in seventh grade, and I say right to the principal, you know, I ain't your son. I'm making it all the way. You yeah. said that to Yes, him? yeah. So in seventh grade. 13 years old? Yeah, 13 years old. Yes. You manifested yes. in seventh grade. Yeah, I was manifesting was going to the thing. pros since like four years old. That Okay, yeah. so as a seven-year-old, seven by the way, at this, at this point, seventh grade, you're probably still towering over everyone in the room. What was the response to that? I'm not really sure what the response was, yeah. actually. I kind of, that was kind of, you know, the fatigue from yeah. what I remember, but yeah. I just remember hitting him with that. I think it was, you know, the principal getting all mad, didn't really have a comeback. I mean, how are you going to have a comeback for a 13-year-old? 13-year-old that says yeah, it was that, that big, just drops that, that size. Bomb. <laughs> yes, so 
My dad's is. still shocked about it to this day. He loves the story to this day that I, I just said that. Like, I'm not your son. I'm, I'm going to make it all the way. Here you are all these yes. years later. You made it. That actually brings me to a, a funny little game I want to play. It's three things. We'll call it, if, if this is the truth, I want you to give the touchdown signal. If it's false, I want you to fumble. It's tutty or fumble. All right. I love these games like I, this. Okay. We got a couple love of games, games going because here's the thing. Growing up with you and then, of course, being like best buddies with Tico and Tico being like your best friend and being best friends with Nate and Nate being your best friend. I've heard a lot of stories. And so people will will say like, oh, you know him. And they'll ask me a question. There's three big misconceptions. All right. Okay. Yes. So yes. This you is like great. I like this game. Here's the big one. The big one is like, Rob's a big goofball. He's got to be a big dummy. He's got, like, is he just a big dummy? And my response is, actually, Rob is like kind of a fucking genius. AP student, extremely smart, would come back. I remember when I would stay at your house when you were at the Pats, you'd come back and you guys would have a full like pen and paper session and you would have nothing written, written down. We're like, Rob, how do you not have anything written down? And you're like, I memorize it all. I don't forget. <laughs> so I would tell them, no, actually Rob's like, off the charts, genius. Touchdown or fumble, true or false? Well, well, part, the beginning part when Do, people would ask no, you or your response, answer back. Oh, your response. Yes. Oh, all right. All Do right. you agree or disagree? Oh, we're going with a touchdown, touchdown. baby. Well, you're giving you away were. my secret now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I'm underplayed. I That's love when I'm underdog. That's your training secret, That though. is my training secret. But you secret. are, like yeah. in high school, you yeah. were a good student. You have good grades. You are smart as yes. shit. Smart yes, shit. but it was, I would love it because it, I actually always downplayed. I remember I got to the Patriots and Coach Brian Dayball, yeah. not Brian Dayball, Brian Ferentz. Okay. He's yeah. the offensive coordinator right now for Iowa, but he was my tight end coach for the first two years. And I always downplayed, like I didn't know what I was doing, you know, set the expectation very, very low. And then after my second, after, you know, my second year, broke all the records in, in the NFL, led the NFL in touchdowns in halfway through that year, he goes, I got your game. <laughs> he goes, he, he goes, you act like you don't know what's going on. You kind of act like a dummy, but you know exactly what's going on. And I was like, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell anyone Coach my <laughs> <laughs> That's my trading secret it right there. It is your trading secret. Yes. You act like you're five steps behind, yeah. but you're like 15 steps ahead. Yes. <laughs> I've noticed that even because, you know, we got to, I've got to see you at the Grand Cruise and like all the behind the scenes. And I, I usually don't ask questions. I just kind of observe. You're also with that with business. Like I think business wise, you kind of, like you just like take a step back. You let mm -hmm. everyone do the talking, and you know what's going. on. There's not one thing that slips through Rob G's cracks. Yeah, I mean, once I in a while, so. I mean, I've definitely made some mistakes well, in my life. Same with the athletic world, sure. you know. And and the but you know you got to learn from those mistakes. But overall, the tendency is definitely that. I like but that. also, I would say. You know, the big goofball thing. I mean, it never affected me either because I always knew like, okay, like I'm going to take that opportunity. Everyone calling me stupid. I remember that like yeah. back in the day when I was young too, like, oh, he's just big, dumb and just knows football. I'm like, okay, like, okay, I'm going to use that to my advantage. And so that's all you expect out of me. Yep. Big, dumb and just no football. Like, yep. okay, so I have a ceiling that I can go. All, I got, you're putting me down here. So that means I got this whole you know, all this area for improvement. Then. Sure. When sure. really I'm already up here, but they're saying right here. So then you impress people, but it, you know, I'm, there was no big deal. People were saying that, but then you would meet people and they'd be like, wow, like that yeah. was impressive. Like I just thought he was a big dumb football jock, Yeah, uh, which is great. And which is, which is silly. But it was silly. just silly. But I love it. I, I, so, all right. I nailed that one. I am right yes, about you nailed that. It right the charts, the and I got his trading secret. But also, right. I'm big, though. So a lot of when people are big, you're kind of more like slower. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying this for all big people. Sure, probably. sure. They're probably going to agree. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you just think a little bit slower sometimes. Relate. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> you, just, you got so much mass that your mind has to deal with it all. So the process is just a little bit slower. That's why people love big dudes when they're running in the NFL, big dudes in the WWE. Like mm -hmm. everyone is thrilled and just blown away when there's a big, big person, person that can move. Totally. And it, it, that's that's also the kind the, Andre the, the Giant. Yeah, Andre the, the Giant. giant. Undertaker. Loved you, him. The Undertaker, the big, myself in Yao, the football Yao world. Like Yao anyone Ming. Anyone who's like the Everyone yeah. is just like their jaws are dropping whenever they see him, you know, perform. And then they, then they just take that, you know, a normal person just takes that mindset. Oh, he's probably big, slow, and dumb then. And just being big, I mean, I would say that we're just processing information at a, a little bit slower rate. I like But then that. that's why people love it when you're love huge it. and you're athletic because yeah. they're like, wow, how is he moving when he's that big? See, guys, it's a lot yes. of genius. And even the the fact that like you're like you're, you're being a little goofy increases the likability. So you're likable, your expectations are lower, you overachieve them. There we go. That was the first one. Let's go to the wow. second one. The second one, people are like, you ever party with him? I'm like, yeah, I've gone and party. Like, he just he just gets like so hammered and parties his ass off. He just drinks all the time. Like, no. Let me give you another misconception. Yep. I think of any person, like I know what you do, you're an accountant and you're a banker and you're a teacher and you're a nurse and you're a doctor. You take your discipline combined and his discipline is better than all yours. Like this guy treats his body like a temple. He goes out and parties because he likes to have fun. Like he'll dance. He's rarely, rarely actually drunk. He'll have two, three drinks, and the guy weighs 280 pounds. So he likes to have fun. But no, the guy's not a drunk partying his ass off. Your misconception is wrong. Touchdown or fumble? All right. So it's a fumble. And, oh, I, and no, no, no. And I recovered it and scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because I would definitely say back in the day, there was some times. This okay. is why it was a little fumble, but this is why I recovered. Here we okay, go. Okay. Let's hear it. It's basically like I recovered, you know, yeah. went, went to rehab and I'm, and I'm back and I, and I, and I learned a new way. Sure. Back in the day, I mean, when we were young 20, there was no yeah. doubt that I was absolutely getting trashed. Partying hard. Yeah. Okay. Partying okay. hard. I mean, but it was kind of like binging just on the weekend. It would be like once or twice. Twice. Like it's Friday. I just worked hard. Sure. And then it's Saturday night too. And we're going absolutely ham. Yeah. But then right after that, you could I completely cut it off. I was disciplined to just cut it right off and then go work hard again throughout the week and then not drink again until the following week. And when you're 21, 22, I mean, 23 years old, I mean, drinking 15 beers, you can get it up the next morning sure. and, you know, and absolutely go do go crush piece it. of workout, go crush it again, start yeah. drinking again totally. and recover for Monday and be ready to go. Right on. So that, that's where the fumble is. And then all of a sudden, like you start hitting 26, 27 years old. And I was like, yo, if I want to be in the NFL, if I want to be a baller still, I can't pound 15 drinks a night. Yeah. Like I'm waking up, I'm starting to feel it. You know, it's starting yeah. to hurt when I'm waking up. And uh, that's when I was like, I can't do that anymore. And I started finding ways like, all right, how can I go out, have a good time, you know, not, not be so trash so I can wake up the next morning and be able to get what I need to get done yeah. work-wise. So then that's when I recovered and that's where the touchdown comes in. Cause now I agree, man, I like to have a good time. I love going out. What I love to yeah. also do is dancing the whole time. Yeah. If I'm drinking, I'm dancing the whole time. I'm getting a workout <laughs> and I'm burning it all off. Yeah. I swear like that helps with your, your footwork as well. Totally. It translates to the field a little bit. <laughs> It, it does. It does for real. But yeah, who loves? I love going out, having a good time, but I don't like getting that trash anymore. I don't yeah, like that don't blacking that. out. I've blacked out many times before. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, yeah. You don't remember anything like that gives you anxiety. Getting a little bit tipsy, it's you know, fun. moving and around, dance dancing, letting yeah. your natural endorphins kick in and going out, I, I believe is the, 
you know, the be- one of the best formulas to go out, have a good time, but also to, to keep the success train on the right track. I, I love it. And there's nothing, I'll tell you right now, there's nothing you like more than when you are out, you got a little buzz, you nail a good dance move. You'll be like, yeah. you see that dance move? What I about the last that? time we were in Buffalo? We went to the white oh, party the white and party. then we went out yeah, with yeah. John Tico nail and he was that. on stage rapping <laughs> and we were dancing on the stage. Yeah. yeah. Talk about blackout. Yeah. John Tico, yeah. the Tico third was right blacked there. out. Papa Tico yeah. was He's blacked a little out. bit behind. He had He's, to get blacked out for it. We were up on that stage, just tipsy, feeling good. going after it. Going after it. That's amazing. Let me ask you this. The big leagues, Tico. Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> hey, one day. <laughs> oh, he's going to love that one. He's, gonna yeah. love, he's literally listening, dying right now. <laughs> on his way to a real estate call. Like, fuck you, Rob. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this, though. What age? Give me, like, the age or the year in the NFL that you made that shift. Like, you were like, I'm going to really. Oh. Was it like 24, 25, first year, rookie year? When no. was it? Like I would say about like 25 years old when I was got like, it. all right, I, I got to stop Done getting so that. plastered. Like okay. I can't run when, when Monday comes, like I can't, I'm showing up to the workouts and I'm struggling. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to pull a hamstring or I'm going to pull a muscle somehow, yeah. some way. And, uh, just transitioned out of that phase. I mean, okay. it's just kind of like growing up as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. I really wish I was in that phase of 21 years old yeah. still to this day. Yeah. But- same. <laughs> That was a great time. Out of control. You didn't know anything else that was going on around you. Naive. You're like, ignorance is bliss. Like, no worries in the world. Exactly. You wake up, you feel good. All right, let's transition because we only have so much time with you today, Rob. Obviously, busy guy. I want to transition. You get to college. Here's another fun story that I've never talked about or like put out there. But you and I were, were me, you, and Nate, and Shane Sims. We're at a par- high school party, okay? All right. And we find out that, you probably don't remember this because there's so many things, but we find out the cops are coming. So we get out early. We get out early and it was at a Peter Bittner's house. Remember Peter Bit Peter Bittner. Bittner. He had a party? Bittner had a party at his really? house. It was low key. It was low key. So we get out. We're in a suburban. Wow. No issues. We're driving. That's a big, hold and on. That's a big guy as well. He's a big guy. Yeah. He played football and too. Yeah. And yeah. He played People at UB, right? Say, yeah, he's big and dumb as well, but he's not. He's a very <laughs> he's smart very guy. Smart We're guy. in the same category. You're in the UB. Yeah. But I, I love the guy. He's love great. The guy. Very, he he's, great. A, he's a very smart guy as well. Super smart yeah, played, guy. A lot of Buffalo beauties yeah. here, you know? Yes, played at the University of Buffalo, won a Mac championship. There you Pete go. Pete Bittner, baby. Pete Bittner. Little shout out there. Buffalo yes. legend. But we're getting away. And in the back, by the way, we have Shane Sims, another Buffalo legend who's played D1 hockey, played pro, like great dude. We got Nate Rockdashel, who's just the beauty of all beauties. He is Mr. Buffalo. And he's like, Rob, what are you so worried about? And I remember you saying in the car, you're like, Dude, I can't get in trouble. This was like sophomore, freshman year. Like I'm starting to look at colleges. And you pull out your phone and you were and we're like, dude, you're, you know, we're young, not 14, 13. You don't even know what college football, like the extremities of it. We're like, come on, dude. Coaches are texting you and you're like, yeah, look at like right here. And it was like University of Michigan. You're like, yeah, University of Michigan, Ohio State. And there was like one Ivy League school or something. And I was like, we're like, what? And I'll never forget it. Said to you, where, dude, where are you going to go? How do you decide? And you literally like 14, 15, you look at me and you're all the people in the car. You go, I'm going to university of Arizona. We're like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> like you could go to Michigan, Ohio state, sec, Ivy league. Like, dude, you're going to get to Ivy league school. It's the best thing you'll ever do. What? University of Arizona. Why Rob? And you literally looked at us, you go, I'm going for the chicks, boys. Chicks, <laughs> you go, chicks galore at University of Arizona. So I've never been able to ask you this because anytime around, he's always sworn. 
But but 14 year old Rob G said he's going to University of Arizona for the chicks. Yes. On the priority list of like top five to ten things of why you went to Arizona, where did that actually rank? Like one through ten. <laughs> Yo, that is unbelievable. How because funny is that's that? what I was saying to everyone. I was the biggest meathead actually. One of the biggest meatheads actually. In, in a way, for sure. Yeah. In a great way, you know, throughout the high school times. Like, yeah. it was just so ridiculous but it was, and out of control. It was, I always want to make yes. it. It was always with the intent of being, like, fun-loving and funny. Yeah, and being, like, hilarious with it, It was never it malicious, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get It was like, oh, the chicks are hot. Like, it was always fun yeah. and loving. Like, there was yes. no malicious anything. Yes. It was fun. I, yes, obviously. So I visited the University of Arizona. I went on a visit when my brother went there as well. And, uh, yes, the chicks were beautiful and everything, <laughs> definitely. And there's no doubt about that. And when you're that age, you're just trying you're to brag. You're trying to bra brag about chicks at all times. Uh, yeah, like, why did you times. score that goal? Oh, yeah. for the chicks. Like, yeah, why did yeah. you score that touchdown? For the chicks. <laughs> like, even if you had a girlfriend, like, that was just well known right. in our area where we grew up was just to brag about getting chicks <laughs> or why you're doing it is to get chicks. Like, all that good stuff. And it was always just hilarious. Like, that's just how we rolled. Totally. Yeah. Why are you working out? Oh, so I can chicks. be jacked to get chicks. Like, that's that all we funny said. Thing. It was yeah. just, it was just yeah. ridiculous. That's, that's what all we, did. we said. I'm glad we kind of grew out of that stage a little bit. Imagine what do you going mean? to you a did. business meeting. Yo, why do you want to work here? So I can make money and get chicks. <laughs> <laughs> it would work, actually. But you know what actually still leaks into this day? Yes. It, it leaks into you. It leaks into Tico. It leaks into Cauldron, yes. Agione, all these. Everyone still does it. We're yes. almost fucking 40. We still yes. do it. Is the 69 joke. Yeah. Yes. And here's what I got to say, and I want your take on this. The 69 jokes. I'll never forget. Williamsville North. You, football actually wasn't the sport in Buffalo. It was hockey. And hockey is where you'd have three, 4,000 high schoolers at these games. In the clock, it'd be a big game. Williamsville North, Williamsville North versus Williamsville East. Williamsville North versus St. Joe's. The clock would say 619. The game's playing. There's nothing happening. There's no power play. There's no goal. There's no nothing. At 619, the crowd, all 3,000, would go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So the clock, the clock would just say 609, and all the fans are throwing their beers, their yes. drinks, everything's, or they're like 18, so not beers, but all the parents are like, Nothing happened. Like the game's still going on. Why are these kids celebrating? And they were just celebrating yes. because the clock said six oh nine. That's just how we grew up, it's man. That was the was. nature yeah. of how we grew up, and that kind of explains Bill's mafia a little bit. A as little well. bit, yeah. It does I guess sure. you're right. And yes. we we're like a suburb, like thirty minutes away from yeah. Buffalo, so it only gets crazier man. from there. All right, so that gives us an idea of Arizona, University of Arizona, and our background, but you go to school, obviously there's all this NIL stuff happening now. At your time, there wasn't. Did you ever see as far as like financially or like, you know, career strategy, was there st funny stuff or like shady stuff happening in college sports to like try and monetize, make money off signatures, things like that back when you were there? No, man, not really at all. I, really? I didn't see any of that go down. Not yeah. at all. That's especially at the University of Arizona. I mean, you, the U of A, the Wildcats. I mean, we're a Division One football program, but I would say it's like kind of in the middle. It's yeah. not no Alabama, sure, no, sure. no LSU, no USC. I mean, at that time, but I mean, it was a solid program. But it wasn't anything like where there's donors that are behind it, like these big time programs that yeah. that that are out there. So I didn't see anything shady at all go down. I mean, I, I came from a family that you know, my dad was you know. They were, we were middle class, you know, we yeah. had some money. So it wasn't like, 
the opportunity was coming where people were offering me money because they saw that, you know, we we're, we're well taken care of. Sure. So it wasn't like I got bribed or anything at all. Yeah. So I didn't really see anything shady go on, you know, throughout that times. But I can I can just picture it now with these NIL deals. Yeah. Like how much like unregulated, you know, things are opportunities happening. and things that are happening. Yes. Okay. Yes, you come here. It's just probably ridiculous. Okay, you're, here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars from this company. Come here for two appearances for one hour, and it will be like fifty grand. Like it needs to be regulated at some point. I yeah. think it's great that these players are getting paid and you know getting money off of their name and likeness, which they should be. But it needs to be regulated somehow in some way, and no one knows how to do that yet. Yeah, because I would think I'm just putting my trying to put myself in my in those shoes. If I'm 19. And I'm getting offered 250k, let's say cash under the table suitcase, to like show up to a couple parties. I don't know. Does that kind of start to screw up your work ethic? Obviously, there becomes tax issues. Like, do you think if those things existed while you were there, it would have potentially had an impact on your career trajectory, your focus, things like that, or no? Yeah, I would say so for yeah, sure. Because there's a lot like. of people that I talk to now. Like, you know, I got some friends in the NFL. They're sure. not done playing. They're done playing, but they went to like the big time schools. And I hear so much about how they got paid back in the day, like when there wasn't NIL deals. And it was all at the big-time schools, though. Interesting. So, like, yeah, the okay. big-time so schools. I mean, I, I'm not here to call anyone out. No, I'm just no, here no, to no, say no. Yeah. Like that I've heard many times after I got in the NFL how, how that stuff was going down yeah. at, the bigger, at the bigger programs, which – I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, dang, you guys are lucky. Like, I, I want a truck. <laughs> yeah, give like, me a truck. Yeah. Give me a chain. Yeah, like, something. dang, I, I should have went to one of those schools. But, you know, I'm glad I didn't. I, I'm yeah. glad I didn't take that path. You know, I like yeah. that path of, you know, earning everything. Mm -hmm. That's definitely, that's a trading secret right there. That's you know? cool. I don't, I don't like going for the freebie stuff. I like to earn literally every single thing that I get. It's just a great feeling. And that's probably why... You, you know, when people win the lottery, they all go bankrupt because it, sure. it really wasn't earned. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. it was because you picked the right numbers, but I'm saying yeah. like when you earn it, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's just a great feeling. You know, it's a great, great feeling. Give me just a little example, though. You, you said like the freebie stuff. How how would you define freebie stuff versus earning something? I mean, the confused. freebie stuff now these days, I don't even like to take anything for free anymore, man. Yeah. Because it's never free. Yeah, like they always I, want something. Yeah, they right? always want something. Like I've worked so hard for my money and stuff and like, I'm on a, I, I go, I get appearances. I get paid big dollars to go represent a company to, you know, to go hang out wherever, sure. do whatever, go do an appearance somewhere. So I want to, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm going somewhere for, for free. So it's like when I go to like a, a mom and pop restaurant, for example, and they're all excited that you're there and they're like, Oh, it's on us. It's like, no, like I want to pay, pay for it. You know, it. you guys worked so hard. I want to pay for it. Cause also at the same time, it's like, I, I just want to be low key. I want to be here. And if you guys pay for it, then everyone's going to ask for pictures after like, sure. Oh, we'll give you a free meal. Let's take pictures. And it's like, you know, I just want to be low key today. Oh, but, know. um, Oh, Rob here, take like, I, I just started a clothing company here. Have yeah. 10 shirts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But can you post about it or something? Sure. Yeah. yeah it's like, who says I even like the clothing company? Exactly. You know? Or if I don't have anything going on myself. So I just like to pay for anything, you know? I, I don't like that. To, I don't like, I like to take that. freebies. I, I'm going off the script here, but I'm curious. You said low key. And I, I've talked about this with the guys. I've talked about this with Tico and Nate and everyone. Like how, like, okay, even Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, George Clooney, like these massive names, they can actually go low key. Because they're 5'10", 5'9", 6'1", head on, head, no one knows. 
you're so big and so recognizable. How do you actually ever go low key anyway? Yes, it is actually very hard because if I do go over to like another country, then yeah. they don't know anything about football. Like they just look at me. I'm still a giant. I'm like because you're so big. Yeah, I'm like what? Like what? Godzilla. Basically, I look like Godzilla when I go to other countries, and they look at me. They're like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Or I was in Australia, and they're like big unit. All right. Oh, yeah. Big, that's like a big that. unit. Big that's unit. a big unit. Yeah. That's what they were just calling me. So like it, it's even harder to go low key then because then they just start asking questions because they're sure. like, like you all. Oh, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? do? You're definitely a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. And I, I give everyone, like, when they have no clue that I was, I'm was i a football player or was a football player. Yeah. They have no clue. Like, if I'm in a different country, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I play basketball. They're like, oh, you do? What team? And I'm like, ah. Didn't work out. Just high school. It yeah. didn't work out. I still play, though. That's why I look like I'm fit. But I can't shoot. I can't dribble. <laughs> but I love to play the game still. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they walk away. They're like, oh, he's a nobody. And then they walk away. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, right. I am a nobody. It. And I love it. <laughs> Keep the expectations low. <laughs> Keep you, the expectations yeah, low. Yeah, there we go. Trading know, secrets trading right secrets there. Trading secrets right there. All right. But low-key and, like, around here, I got a new trick. So the, the COVID, you know, obviously with the corona and everything, sure. it's just mind-blowing, like, with everything that happened. But then the best thing that came out of it was the mask. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, I hate masks. And you can't breathe. I'm like, you know, I'll take not breathing for four hours to stay low key <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so I put the mask on. It comes right to here. Yeah. I put my hat on. It comes right to here. And I, I go to, I fly commercial all the time. And you're good. And I fly all the time. If I'm in Boston, Tampa, wherever I am, the, the states I play, you know, the cities I play in, it doesn't matter. No one knows that it's me. I also put a huge coat on, like a hoodie yeah. or something, so you can't tell I'm athletic at all. And then also, I don't wear athletic shoes. Got so I wear, you. like, some dress shoes or something, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can't really tell. Okay. So I walk around every – I've been walking around every single airport for yeah. the last two years flying yeah. commercial, and I've probably been stopped about – three times with only. this strategy this yes. is another trade and then secret. i even so here's another one dave portney yeah. portnoy yeah portnoy. al president yeah, al oh, president yeah. the big guy the big, big guy, guy. you yeah. used to be boys big, with him yes. back in the day before yeah. barstool was barstool yes yeah great guy so i have my mask on hat down and he walks by me i'm in the nashville airport and i'm like that's dave thanks portnoy. for the call rob I yeah that's there, dave you know? portnoy yeah, no, yeah oh this was real quick i was there for <laughs> i was there for a couple hours i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. But yeah I'm going to give you a call next time, Thanks, all right? Bro. Yeah, Thanks. I, we'll I will. Fun. We'll I will. All right, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Was that was I got to do it. So he walks by me, and I'm like, Dave? I looked at him, and then he sits down, and then I walk by him again, but he has no clue that it's me. And yeah. then I go up to him, I'm like, yo, Dave, what up? And, and I start waving him with my mask and hat down, and he's freaking out. He's like, oh, hey. Who is a fan? Hey, oh, yeah. Oh. I was like, hey. And and then I get close to him. He, like, backs up a little bit. He's freaked out. Like, I've done I've – done, I've been in his situation before. I've done the same thing. Like, I'm just trying to chill in peace, and you're just right up in my grill. And you're And I'm big right guy. up in his yeah. grill, big guy. And I was like, yo, it's Gronk. And he's like – He's like, and he like kind of looked at me like no way and I was like yeah it's Gronk and he and then he finally caught on and heard my voice he's like no way dude and I was like yeah what's up so he didn't even know That's that like, it was me That's how legendary of a move it is to wear that mask and the hat all the way down and I love it man it's just peaceful yeah I like I like to you know I like to do just normal things man I really yeah. do but I don't like to do normal things when I'm like very bombarded yeah like course. trying to get through the airport it's a lot like that's not a time where i want to be bombarded like it's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. like there's places and times i love my fans love love people that support me you know that that i don't know especially my fans i love them man but like when it's just 
when it's the right times, you know? Yeah. When it's the right times, but yeah. like airport, traveling, going out to dinner. Yeah. Like I try to stay more low key because yeah. I just like my peace, like at those, at those moments. Two quick questions with that. You mentioned flying commercial. Obviously you can afford private. When you think about the numbers, the dollars, the cents, the finances, do you prefer to fly a commercial because it's much more affordable or like, what's your take on just the private versus commercial? All right, here we go. This yeah. is a great question because a lot of people ask in some stuff a lot of times, but I definitely don't believe like, in flying commercial across country. I mean, it's four to six hour flight. You can yeah. definitely get one of those lay down beds now where, gotcha. you, where you can close the door. Also, I do my technique where no one knows with the mask and hat on. Yeah. And then you have your own pod, yeah, your yeah, own yeah. pod now, and you can Good. lay down, you got a blanket, you got a pillow, you got internet, you got you get meals that are just delicious as well on these planes now. You get all the channels on the yeah. TV, all 300 movies to choose from. And let me tell you, that absolutely beats a private plane, wow. I think, going across country. And it's a shit it, ton can, cheaper. Yeah, and, and it's a thousand bucks compared to 60, 70,000. Right. Yes, expect, uh, going across country. But I, I like when, well, you know, puddle jumpers, sure. you know, when you're yeah. when you're in the thick of time as well, when you're very busy and you got to get, you know, point A to point B and it's like only an hour away, say Boston to Buffalo. It's a great yeah. time to take a private. Also, staying on the East Coast from Boston to Florida, a great time to take a private. So I love privates, private planes, probably within when it's under three hours. And then other than that, I like to fly the commercial. It's experience. Yeah. And the pods, I love the pods. You have plenty of room as well. I love it. Well, the other day I was on a trip. For, I was with Emirates. It was Dubai. I'm on, on the business class. Fat Joe and Ja Rule are behind me on that plane just partying their ass off having yep. the time of their life. So they share the same yes. agreement on the whole commercial. Yes. You have a good time and it's cheaper. Yes. I want to ask but you, if I mean, if you got like... <laughs> big dollars though yeah then whatever what, like, what's a private plane going across country gotcha we're talking gotcha. i mean yeah you know nfl yeah. owner type money yeah, yeah. Then, then you fly then you fly private across the yeah, country yeah. but We've then been, you also have a g7 that's where you can stand and you got internet and you got eight meals and yeah but i mean i mean listen for, we're talking for a low-key guy a guy that's trying to make it still i can't fly across country <laughs> privately <laughs> here we've been dropping some buffalo names so i'm jason Tarek. i'll be i'll be going cross country spirit rob will be going cross country delta you don't even have to respond to this freshman year for you was it was pretty solid but wasn't earth shattering sophomore year 30 some catches you blow it up junior year you go back surgery did you i want to get into the whole you playing in the nfl was there a concern that going into the draft for you like career navigation wise was maybe too early given the resume you had in college not really i think i was ready for the step you know okay. it, it definitely stunk you know i really was disappointed i didn't play my junior year at yeah. arizona i that's one thing if i could go back i, I would kind of change like okay. if i could like I, I felt like it was going to be an extreme breakout year as well for myself in the college ranks. And it was a time to put Arizona truly on the map as a football program too. And we had a really good team going into my junior year and I thought we could definitely do it. But unfortunately I had the back surgery, which was brutal. Back surgeries are the worst. It's, it was, it's when you're a herniated disc, it's a herniated disc and the disc is sticking out and hitting your, all, all your nerves in the, on, on, on your spinal cord, and then it just shoots pain all the way down your legs. So I've had three of those back surgeries, actually. They're the worst. But, I mean, it got – I feel like I'm, you know, like I said, I've learned a little bit, you know, throughout the time. So I feel like I know how to take care of all that now and, and to manage to prevent another back – a back injury to my best ability. I mean, something may happen, but to my yeah. best ability and knowledge, I can prevent it as much as possible. 
at that time, man, I just felt like I was ready for the pros. My brother was leaving to go to college. He was my best friend there. Yeah. All my friends, they were older. They were leaving. They just graduated from college. And I've been playing. I, I never played, like, at my age group in my life. Like, if I was 10 years old, I was on the 12-year-old baseball two, team. Yeah. yeah. I was always playing with my brothers who were always older than me. I was a freshman and sophomore in high school playing on the varsity teams, all that good stuff. So I was always ready for the next jump whenever I could do it, if, even if I was the young buck doing it. So when I left University of Arizona, even after not playing my junior year, I just felt like mentally I was still ready for that next step. All right. So you were ready for that next step. Then I, I watched this clip of Bill Belichick talking a little bit about your pre-draft visit. I yes. need your take on this. Oh, so yes. Play real quick. He, uh, he came up on his pre-draft visit, uh, had a bad visit. We put him in a room, came back. He was asleep on the floor. Didn't make a very good impression. He was what? He was sleeping on the floor? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I brought him in. We just kind of, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, have meet with the coaches and go through and then I fell asleep on the floor. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. You know, so I uh, went there so, all right, so that was All that right. was Bill Belichick yes. talking about your pre-draft. Yes. I heard that. I was like, come yes. on, is that true? He, he hit it right on the nose. It was maybe one of the worst visits of all time. So I'll tell a little bit of it. First off, I just – so you're you, when you're doing all the pre-visits, you're hopping on a plane, going to one team, going to the next team. And I took about 12 visits to all these teams, and it was getting tiring. What are you doing and in a pre- like, So you're going over plays to is. see if you can remember them, like giving okay. you two plays. Well, hey, we'll be back in the meeting room in 10 minutes and see if you can remember the plays. Just okay. seeing your knowledge of the game, just seeing your personality, just asking you questions about your life, just getting to know who you are because they're about to invest all this money into sure, you, you know? Sure. And they want, a, they want a guy to see if that fits your system. So I'm on all these trips. And I partied super hard one night. This was one of my mistakes. Okay. I mean, I partied at University of Arizona one night, got absolutely hammered, had to jump on the flight the next day and start this little tour. So I already put myself in the bag. So I'm going on this tour. I'm falling. I'm no sleep. I'm hungover already. I'm, I'm visiting all these teams. And then I got to New England and I'm cashed. Like, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I was like, whatever team takes me, whatever round I go in, whippy do. Like, I'm over this situation. <laughs> I'm over this process. It's like, it was exhausting, ex exhausting process. Yeah. And also, I'm, I would put myself to exhaustion before I even went on the process. Sure. So it was double exhaustion. <laughs> double so I show up and I'm like, I don't give a flying shit no more. Yeah. I go, I'm just going to just let it be. I'm going to let it fly here. And it was the time, it was the era where so many NFL players were getting in trouble and they just kept getting opportunities. Another team would sign them. Gotcha. This is like 2009, 2010. If you go back, there's a lot of guys getting in trouble Shit then. Happening, and yeah. it didn't matter. They would get a big contract still. So then my theory was like, you know, just, just let it fly. All these, all these guys getting in trouble, I'll they're signing big deals. I'm going to do it too. So I had the most craziest visit, man. My comments I was saying to their questions, I just let it fly. <laughs> and then they went to the playbook. They threw, they drew up some play. It was Billy O'Brien. Okay. The offensive coordinator now yeah, for, yeah, uh, yeah. for the back with the New England Patriots. Sure. He drew up a play. He came back and I, I didn't know one single thing. <laughs> I, my mind was shut off. And I was just like, I basically said something like, it doesn't matter. Just throw me to football. <laughs> Yeah, just like that. Just like that. And they're just mind blown. They're like, they're this like, guy is, is out of hand. Then I go upstairs, pass right out, right on the floor. I'm so tired, pass right out on the floor while waiting for the next coach to talk to. Pass right out. So my visit was maybe the worst visit of all time. And I walked away from the New England Patriots. I mean, there was a lot more detail, like how sure. outrageous it was. But sure. that, we just need the glimpse of it. Yeah. And I walked out and I said to myself, that team is either going to draft me 
or that team is either crossing me off the list instantly right now instantly wow. i said it's either or and then well, look what happened <laughs> they took me it's like the they seventh grade me. principal yes, like the seventh grade out. principal but billy o he you, saw something do he you knew it do you worry yes. like do you look back at your career though and think about the like how big of an impact the patriots the culture the team brady had obviously your success amazing but like do you think like oh my god that could have all been lost because i wasn't even prepared Yes. Or are you like, no, I was me and they wanted the best yeah, version exactly. of me. I was, I was authentic to yes, me. Yes, I was very authentic <laughs> yeah. for sure. It was like the one question like Billy O was like, do you get hammered and not remember like going home? And I was like, yeah, like all the time. Like <laughs> that was my college life. Like I just answered it straight up. He like, was probably like, love that. Yeah, he was honest. Like, yeah, it was, I just went in. I was truly honest. I was like, that's just the way to be uh, yeah. for sure. 100%. But I, I never really thought about it like that. Did I throw any opportunity away? I mean, I wasn't even in that opportunity yet. I mean, God, if I you got, didn't know what I, you were throwing away. Yeah, you were I didn't just know. like, I'll, I'll be here. Exactly. And okay. I was like, and I was trying to get drafted by any team. It wasn't like I was looking like at the Patriots, like, oh, I got to join their dynasty. Yeah. It was just, I left them and said, wow, they're either, either drafting me or not drafting me. I really didn't even know that much about the NFL when I was in college either. Again, I just knew I wanted to get there. Yeah. It wasn't like I was a Bills fan, but it yeah. wasn't like I couldn't really like I couldn't even play fantasy football and name off and, and name my starting team. Yeah. Like it was just there. The NFL was there. I put the game on and we just watch it. It wasn't like I was a diehard fan or anything. Yeah. So but I it, that all started once I got to the NFL. Then I now I know who everyone is and all the coaches, all the history of the programs, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. But grow, you know, growing up, it was like we played so many sports growing up. We didn't I mean we didn't, yeah, we love the Bills, but still at the same we didn't time. Know. I didn't know, like, yeah. fantasy football, I didn't play till college. Yeah. You're doing 100 things 100 miles an hour, you don't even know. It, it actually leads me to another question I have for you because I'm thinking if you didn't know, if it's like Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know all these things going into it, like, does it kind of psych you out? This is a question that I think could, like, actually help people at home. Maybe they get nervous in front of their boss, maybe they're nervous giving a presentation. I don't think I've ever in your life seen you really nervous or like freaking out. The only time, one time I was like caught off guard was when Tico and I were staying with you in Foxborough. It was summer and it was off season and you got a workout in on like a Saturday morning. You were in there at like 7 a.m. by yourself. You went up to the, the, the Foxborough area, you were working out and you came back and you're so pumped to tell us that Robert Kraft's grandson was there. You're like, Robert Kraft's grandson was there. And I was like, why is that matter? You're like, because like, they saw me working out Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And I thought to myself, I'm like, and this is the time, you are Gronk now, you are huge. And I'm like, does he, I'm so surprised that he would care like what Robert Kraft's grandson thinks, look how big he is. Like he doesn't, why would he care what he thinks? That's the only time I've seen like you question things. Do you get nervous in these situations? And what advice do you have for like kids back at home, whatever they are doing, what they do, the way they do get nervous and it impacts their performance? Yes, yes. Oh, I definitely get nervous. I was nervous before a lot of NFL games for sure. I remember as a kid, though, there was no nerves as a kid. Like, that was unbelievable, that stage when I was a yeah. kid. I felt like I was so dominant and invincible. It was it was legendary in my childhood growing up. I loved it so much. When we were playing hockey together, all yeah. the baseball times, and I got I got two two times when I was growing up. We gotta we gotta bring them back up. One involves you, and one involves Tico as well. Okay, Let's the do one it. involves Tico is when I hit a home run off of him on Diamond Five. Love yeah, that. Yeah, it went, it absolutely <laughs> went deep on him. He still complains to this Take day. that, Tico. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, the nerves. I definitely get nervous. You know, there was one thing Brian Ferentz. You know, he was he was my coach my first two years. Like I said earlier, 
And he told me, if you're nervous, you're ready. And that kind of hit me. I was like, it got me ready for a game because I was like, oh, coach, man, I'm nervous right now. Like, it was my rookie year. He's like, if you're nervous, you're ready. And that always has stuck with me to this day. And I was like, man, I like that because he was like, I was literally thinking in my mind, like, wow, I am ready. I prepared all week. I know every single play going into the game. Like, I, I practice all week. Like, I'm ready to go. So I would say just prepare to your best of your ability, you know, to all the young kids out there, prepare to your best, you know, learn the playbook, learn your plays, be the best teammate that you can be. And if you're nervous, that's okay. That's part of the game. But once you get rolling, I'm telling you, the nerves are going to go away. Just say that to yourself. You're prepared, which you will be. If you know you're prepared and you're nervous, that's fine though. Still, once you get rolling in the game, the nerves will go away. I mean, once once I started, you know, I was very nervous before games. I'm four or five plays into the into the first quarter, and let me tell you, those nerves start just floating away, and then you just get into the routine of playing football again. So, just prepare to your best of your ability, and if you are okay. nervous going in, just go out there and do your best. And, and I'm telling you, they'll go away after you after you make a terrible play or a great play. It'll be gone. It'll be gone because yeah, a great play focus. you'll you'll feel ready, Pumped and a up. terrible play it'll get you pissed off and you'll be even more ready then. I like the the thing I'm taking away from that because there's some good stuff there. The thing I'm taking away, if you're nervous, you are ready because people look at nerves as like a bad thing. Like, I can't believe I feel this way. That means you're ready. That means you're focused. That's a really good one. All right, I want to get, we only have 20 minutes left with Rob and we got to, of course, get in the NFL career. The average NFL player, Rob, plays three, 3.3 years. You played 11 years. The average NFL salary on an active roster is 2.7 million. Based on everything you see online, your career earnings were over six or seventy million. Six sixty-nine million. Sixty-nine. There we go. We're from Buffalo. <laughs> sixty-nine million. You can't <laughs> overuse the sixty-nine joke either. There's no, some people gotta, out there that overuse it. it. You got to place it. You got to play. If yes. you overuse it instantly, it's not cool. Yeah, you're, it's yeah, not funny. You're not even it's cool like anymore. It's like Like you've yeah. ruined it. Don't there ruin you go. a good thing. All right, once or twice. At least you know that. <laughs> you That's know. great. Can't overdo it. But you know, obviously, you're an outlier in the whole NFL world, and in your book that was released in 2015, It's Good to Be Gronk, you did state that you haven't spent any of your NFL contract money and you only spent off marketing money. You had marketing deals with Dunkin' Donuts, Visa, T-Mobile, Lyft, Cheerios, Monster Energy, Tide, USAA. We see those commercials all the time. They're awesome. It goes on. Is that true? Is it really true you really didn't spend a penny of your NFL contract Yes. Yes, I would say it's basically true. I remember when I signed with Drew Rosenhaus out of college when I knew I was going to go pro, and when I officially signed the letter of intent to go pro, he he advanced me a $50,000, like kind of like a signing bonus to sign with him in the marketing department. And then the first $50,000 I made, I had to give back to him. So I lived off that 50 grand at first for, for the summertime until I got to the Patriots, you know, got totally drafted and started getting my paychecks. Uh-huh. And then eventually I made that $50,000 back after my, after my rookie year and I paid him back the 50 grand, but I was v- living very subpar. <sighs> yeah. yeah very, like, renting out a condo with another rookie and we're paying a thousand bucks each. Right. So I basically, you know, I also got a car and, you know, a used Escalade it was, it was like $30,000. So I used at 50 grand and uh, bought a a $30,000 used Escalade, which I thought I was the man with as well. (laughs) That's a whole different story. A whole different story. (laughs) But But you've always been disciplined uh, with money. Yeah. So therefore then I started getting my paychecks and I started making a little bit more off the field as well. Once I got past the $50,000 and then therefore, if you just took like my salary money and I mean, I kind of mix my salary money and my endorsements money eventually, like all in one portfolio. Yeah. So, but if you mix my 
you know, what I was spending and you take my salary money, what I was making in the NFL, it was never going below what I made in the NFL. So technically I was spending what I was making off the field the whole entire time. Gotcha. Yes. And when you think about like your investments and your assets, you have your place in Foxborough, which is awesome. You got Tampa Bay housing. But other than that, like you're pretty, do you invest all those other dollars? Oh, yes. You know, I invest it very frugally. I love municipal bonds. Look at you. Yes. Let's see yeah. this guy right they here. Are, they're great. So you're conservative I mean, with your investments. Yeah, they're conservative. Right? I mean, you get yeah. like three and a half percent back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's tax free, obviously. Yeah. And three and a half percent on a lot of money is yes, pretty good. It is. It is. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. And I also got money coming in left and right still, just working. I, I love to work. I mean, I love to take time off as well, work out, you know, balance life, but also at the same time, you know, after 10 days off sitting on the couch working out, I'm like, I got to go back out and grind. So I got to go do whatever I can do and, and, you know, pay the bills. And you don't spend to spend. Like I even remember one time you said, like, if it's one night and we're going to spend 20 grand, I'll spend it if like we're getting $20,000 of value. Like we're yes. having the best time with my boy, da, 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 da. But you're like, I don't just spend to spend like a lot of the people you yes. see. Like kind of like the private planes. Like I, yeah. I'll, I'll spend it on a private plane when it's well needed, when I'm jumping from A to B and then I got to go to C and I don't, I'm not going to have time because I accidentally made a commitment where I got to be there right at that time. When it all makes sense, it's not like I'm just going to say, hey, like, let's just hop on a plane and go somewhere. I mean, maybe if I'm with all my friends and then the value is worth it. Yeah. But I won't just do it myself. And also, I, I like to spend on security and privacy as well. I love that. Yeah, I like so like that. things that really Bobby matter. Goons. And health. Two and muscles. Health. Bobby Goose. Yes. He'll and take health. care of your security and health. Yes. All right. I got to ask you about this because you're obviously smart with your money as an NFL player. 78% of NFL players file for bankruptcy or experience financial stress only two years after retiring. That's not Rob G because of your tactics. The reasons why they feel that are the need to support everyone, small earnings window, lack of knowledge, or overspending. Based on what you've seen, locker room or people are just hearing things, no one specifically. But which of those do you think is the reason you've seen people go bankrupt the most in the NFL? The need to support everyone, small earnings wind- window, lack of knowledge, or overspending? If you had to say Man, one thing. I, wow, because it's really a combination of like all four. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I would say the most popular one out of all that is overspending. Okay. Yeah. Just there's times there's be... times there's situations where they're taking care of too many people, you know. Yeah. And then there's situations where it's just lack of knowledge, you know, just going out there just buying these expensive cars, but that's overspending. Kind of lack of knowledge is kind of yeah. overspending as well, but majority of the time it's just overspending. That's Gronk for sure. finance program. I think yeah. you should put a finance program in for I mean, all these NFL players yeah, coming I mean, up. I mean, there's some guys, man, that they just make just I don't know, you're a rookie, you're not making that much. And you're just going out and you're buying all the expensive cars and everything, the two hundred thousand dollar cars. Yes, you can afford it at that time, but you gotta look at the long run. Did you ever do you, when you look back at your years, did you ever make a dumb purchase like that or were you pretty good no, with it? No, no. I was pretty good with it. I mean, I made some crazy purchases now, but I mean I'm in that financial, you know, spot where yeah, I, I've gotten to that spot, which I've always tried to work my way up to, okay, where I'm comfortable, where I can just do that now. But uh, back in the day, no, man. It was like the used Escalade I bought. It was 30, I think it was 32,000. I bought this brand, not a brand new. It was kind of like a brand new, but it was a used Escalade. I think it had 30,000 miles on it. I was like, I don't need the new one yet. You know, and I always, when I was set too, I was like, ah, I'm going to make sure that my NFL money can take care of me for the rest of my life. Cause everyone's always like, oh, you got a short NFL career. It's only three years. And I listened to that. And also with my back, there was some prospects, you know, suspect on my back. Sure. 
people like, oh, he doesn't have that many years left in him. Like uh, he may only play like two, three years. And I kind of listened to that as well. And I was like, you know, my rookie contract, I want to be able to live off that rest of my life. And it was like a $4 million deal total for four years, like a million dollars on average a year. And I was like, wow, I can live on that 1000%. Like I bring in $2 million after taxes, you know, within the next four years, I can live, I can buy this nice little condo or rent it for $3,000 a month or $2,000 to split it. Like I'm good. Like yep. I'm good. Like that's, that's the, what I was saying. That's the Buffalo way right there. It is. I mean, it's we just, Buffalo that's how way. we were taught. Like be do yes. which way you can. We only have about 15 minutes left. Want to make sure we get everything with Rob. We're going to talk a little post-retirement. Last time I saw you white party, I was like, all right, Rob, now what do you do? And you were just like, dude, I spent my entire life doing everything. I just want to do whatever I want. Yeah. So when you look into your future, like, what are the next things? What does Rob G want to do? Not you have to work out every day and you have to be perfect and you have to get the Super Bowl. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, what is well, your I love dream? working out, but it's like, yeah. it's not every day. It's when you want. It's when I want, which is the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, okay, the game starts at 6 p.m. and I'm like, holy shit, I got to be ready at 6 p.m. Yeah. It's like if I wake up that Sunday and I really don't, and if I feel sore, sluggish, and I'm and my body's calling not for a workout, it's like, wow, I don't have to work out. Like, yeah. it was the worst when you had to work out when your body was telling you, like, yo, like, you need the rest. Uh, yeah. Like, that, that was always a little bit of a struggle for sure. But I love to just, like, all of a sudden, I'm just chilling. I'm, all, I'm like, I'm not working out today. And then, like, 5 o'clock comes and, like, something just triggers me. And it's yeah. like, yo, you're ready for a workout. I'm like, great, let's go I'll work out. I'll just do it myself. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Just go, let's just go ham. Let's go do a workout. Let's yeah. go run the mountain. Let's go for a five-mile walk, whatever it is. And you don't got to worry about what time it is. If you wake up at 4 a.m. and for some reason you're juiced, it's like, wow, I can go work out now because I don't have a practice or a game later. So I can I can use all that juice right now. I'm wide awake. So that's my favorite thing about Just the freedom. retired is the, the freedom, freedom. to whenever to work out. And then also I love to stay busy. I don't like to stay too busy. Yeah. But I like to get it in. I got love it. to get it in. Like this week at the Super Bowl, man, how many things I have over the next five days. You got the Gronk the, Beach. Yes. We got the FanDuel kick. You yes. got Fox News yes, stuff. Fox, I got to be on the pregame show. It's a five-hour yeah. pregame show for Fox. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, I'm kicking a field goal. If I make it, we're giving, FanDuel is giving away $10 million in free bets to everyone that – you know, places a bet on the Super Bowl through their app. Okay, cool. So am I going to make it? I mean, it's for America. I have to make it. This is going to be great because I'm sitting here all cocky. This is coming out the Monday, (laughs) the day day after. after. So I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. I have a good chance. I have a good chance. There's a chance I miss it. I mean, I'm not, I'm at like 70% right now, but (laughs) all right. Yeah. But I love to just, you know, stay busy. FanDuel keeps me busy. I go on a podcast, Kay Adams podcast. Yes. What's the name of it? Kay Adams, Up and Adams. Okay. Check that out, guys. She's sponsored by FanDuel. It's great to go on it. She's a great host, by the way. And then I'll also, I did the gig for Fox this year. I have one more year left in my contract. And uh, it's like a partial gig where I had to go on eight times this year. And then my next year is another eight times. So we'll see how, you know, how they like me. I, I feel like it's going very well. But I got the Super Bowl gig now for to, for it to analyze the game. Before the game, I did the playoff game last week. You in, crushed in that playoff game, yes. though. Was it tough reading off a teleprompter? Because you're the best. You're not free. reading off a teleprompter. Oh, the when you're doing stuff those is, things? is non-teleprompter. Oh. All of it's non-teleprompter. If that's teleprompter, that's the easiest thing. That's Yo, write me some notes about the game. I'm going to read it off teleprompter. I'll sit there all day and do it. That would yeah, be the yeah, best yeah. thing in history. But no, all your thoughts is all, and all your opinions are off the cuff. I mean, you get asked the questions beforehand and stuff, but you got to come up with something. And then it's no teleprompter. You got to be able to say it and deliver it on the spot. Would you ever want to do that full time? Like uh, that's why I like this contract right now. I got eight of them this year and I got eight more next year. And I actually, I love doing it. It is fun. That's pretty yeah. cool. All right. That's that. Do you think you'd ever coach? 
No, no, not really. I would say coaching, like when I have kids one day, like little league and stuff, or like my brother's kids and stuff, maybe get involved there one day. But okay. I'm not like the NFL coaches, man. That's that's like a, that's too big that's of a too grind. Much. The college is too much of they a grind. They work so hard. Yeah, I like my freedom more. Okay. Yeah. You can use the safe word here. I'll give it to you. But when you look at like an NFL deal or a deal with Fox, which pays more full time? Oh my gosh. I mean, depends on what you're talking. I mean, but overall, I would say the deal with with Fox for sure. Really? Yeah, I would say just being with Fox. I mean, if you're there, millions if you, of dollars. Yeah, if you, I mean, it's it's probably wow. a better deal if if to be just on Fox. It's probably a better deal than being a player in the NFL. Damn. Yeah. All right. In so, in, in we got to transition some over sense, to Fox. Yeah, in some situations. That's TV money, bro. Dude, yeah, TV that's money. TV that's money. Next, that, so, and yeah, that's we'll see if I sign the big deal or not eventually. <laughs> right. well, yeah, you these sign are the partial big deal, deals. You come back TV here, money you tell is us different about it. than NFL money. <laughs> it's even bigger. It is right. even bigger. So there's the future. Maybe yeah, Rob will be maybe. there. Maybe. We'll uh, see Rob, what happens. We got, one, we got one game left. We'll get your trading secret, and we'll let you get on your 8,000 things you got going on. All right. So this game, this is called... The Snapdragon Crunch Time, okay? You're going to have 87 seconds, because that was your number, to answer as many possible questions as you can. So I it's like rapid fire. I like these games. I okay. love rapid it's fire. It's called Snapdragon Crunch because right. I need snappy answers, but they have to have the answers of the fire of a dragon. And then these are also Snapdragon apples. Check oh, it out. They're wow. farmers from Buffalo. They're social media partners. So we got Snapdragon Drill down here. Snapdragon Crunch. I'm getting the uh, the timer ready. 87 seconds. We're not doing 69. We can't overuse it. Yeah, okay. you're right. All right. All right. Here we go. 87 are, seconds. Are you ready? But let me know when there's 69 seconds, seconds left. Though. 69 <laughs> seconds. I'll let you know. Here we go. 87 seconds. Let's go. What was your AOL AIM messenger screen name in high school? Uh, Chick Magnet for life. <laughs> I thought it was Chick Magnet 69. No. All right. What is, the dumb, what is the dumbest thing you've ever purchased? Oh, bottle service. Bottle service, expensive how much? bottle service, 10 grand. 10 grand. What's the most expensive thing that you've ever bought in your entire life? Oh, a house. A house. 2 million, 3 million, 5 million, 10 million, how much? Like 2 million. Okay, what is the toughest guy you've ever lined up against in oh, your career? So Terrell Suggs. Okay, ooh, Dancing with the Stars, Bachelor or Survivor, you have to go on one of them. Which one would you go on? Dancing with the stars, improve my footwork. Yeah, okay, I like that. What's one career you've always wanted to try, but you probably never will have the time in your life to do? Uh, it? Like singing, like slash rapping. Real, oh, you are a good yeah. freestyle rapper. It's tough to go with it. Okay, what do you think when you look at like your investments, real estate, in yourself, health? What do you think the best investment you ever made was? Oh, in yourself, your health, your health, your health, and yourself. Okay, your health and yourself—that's the best investment. If you didn't, if you didn't go professional in football, what sport would you have gone pro at? We have just hit the sixty-nine second mark. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, what sport? Basketball. Basketball is my I, second favorite. I don't know if you called WWE pro. I think you definitely would have been a hell of it. You could have been Hulk yeah, Hogan 2.0. All right. WWE. All right. Celeb crush growing up. Who was it? Pamela Anderson. Okay. Bill, you and Tom are at a bar. You each have to order one drink. What type of drink are each of them ordering? Tom's and Bill are beer. I'm like a fireball shot. Okay, there you go. Boom. 87. That was a ton you got in. That was good rapid fire yeah, right there. That was great. That was a Snapdragon drill down. Well done. All right. Trading secret. Something that no one can learn in a textbook. They can't learn in a classroom. They can only learn from Robbie G through your crazy experience of financial savings, career development, playing for Tom, all this stuff. Like, what would you say is your biggest trading secret to life, money, or career? What can wow. you with? Just stay in your means. 
you know, stay in your path. I mean, there's so many people, you know, they just make a quick buck and then they go out and just spend it all like real quick. Like go get, go buy a $200,000 car. It just doesn't make sense. Like yeah. just stay in your lane and stay in your means. It's, it's very basic and, and common sense. Yeah. It's a good one, but common sense yeah. goes unnoticed. And I also think for anyone to take it like at home is like, let people think what they want to think and what you internalize and what you got to do up here, yeah. do up here and exceed their expectations yeah. and watch what happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exceed expectations, not in what you have, but in what you can do. I like, love that. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Rob G just being profound. Rob, for anyone that lives under a rock and doesn't know where to find you. Patrick from SpongeBob lives <laughs> under a rock. You're mm. okay, so yeah. All the Patricks out there that live under a rock from SpongeBob, they don't know where to find Rob G. Where do they find you? Your social media, all your stuff. They want more of Rob G. Where do they find all your stuff? Oh, my Instagram is at Gronk. My Twitter, I think, is at Rob Gronkowski. I have a TikTok. I don't even know what my name is on that. There's just so many social media. I think that one's at Gronk as well. And then also, you can find me kicking field goals during the third quarter of a live Super Bowl commercial this year. There you go. It's yes. already happened, but the FanDuel Super Kick, Kick of Destiny. If you guys didn't see it yesterday, go check it out. You could YouTube it. There's a Super Bowl TV commercial. See if Rob made it. And if he did, go check out FanDuel and you can get your, uh, you can download the app there through your, all your stuff that you're doing. So, Rob, nice. thank you so much for being on Trading Secrets, right, brother. You it killed a, it. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. It is an honor. I to love have trading you. secrets, you, but we didn't trade them all yet because then there wouldn't be a secret. There's so, more, we traded the secrets we wanted. Of the trade. There's more to come, especially the no. stuff we talked about before the show. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Rob. Thank you for having me, man. Ding, ding, ding. We are closing in the bell to the one, the only, the Mr. Robbie James Gronk episode. It was so good to see him. So good to connect with the one and only Rob G. Great, great branding advice. The guy's obviously been extremely savvy financially, too, and I just enjoyed catching up with him. Curious Canadian is here with me for the recap. Before you guys even listen in, remember, please give us five-star reviews on Apple. Put your Instagram handle and tell us what you think and let us know what feedback or guests you want us to have on. We are listening. We are watching. David Ardoin, the Curious Canadian, what do you got for me? Robbie G was great. Uh, just so unique to see you and kind of your element with a childhood friend, Buffalo boy. I don't think our listeners or me have ever really seen you in that kind of giddy uh, kind of tone and vibe for the interview. I thought it was great. It's just so Jason Tardic of you to have all your buddies, Rob G, everyone. You could probably get into any event that you wanted over there. The guy is using his credit card to get into special <laughs> events when he could probably just name drop 10 people that are there. Um, yes, I know you have the Airbnb. I know we have a lot of our buddies out there. I am, like I said, the FOMO is real. So I appreciate you uh, keeping me in the loop while you're there and in the sunny weather when I'm stuck in Rochester, New York. Um, we miss you, brother. We miss you. But tell me, like, what'd you think about the episode? What are you curious yeah. about? It was a longer episode. So, of course, we got to keep the re recap a little shorter. But I need the David R to win curiosities. Yeah, I got a couple things for you. Uh, number one, I just got to say this because I have to say it. I never thought I would be listening to a podcast with you and Rob Gronkowski and him munching on a crisp Snapple Apple Dragon uh, Apple in the background talking about hockey and the old hockey stories brought a, a smile to my face. But I got to touch into this FanDuel thing. Um, you know, $10 million to every FanDuel user who makes a bet on the Super Bowl if Rob G makes a field goal of what is it? 35 yards? Or 25, 25 yards? 25 yards. 25 yards. 
Um, what do you know about that deal? I mean, ten break it down for us because I just looked it up. There's six million users on FanDuel right now. Um, ten million dollars giveaway if he makes it. How much is he making? Do you have any of those details? Any predictions? Uh, give me the Jason Tardic take on that on that whole promotion and deal for for so, Robbie G. So we actually talked about it a little bit after. So this is what's crazy. It's one of the largest deals he's ever done. So he's getting paid a ton, a ton of money to do it. And FanDuel is putting, you know, tens of millions of dollars behind the campaign, the work, the marketing. I mean, Rob's face is plastered everywhere, plastered everywhere, saying like the Gronk challenge, like they're putting tens of millions of dollars behind marketing. And what he's getting paid, I'm going to say is, is a significant, significant around like millions and millions is my guess. It's a guess. I don't know. One of the cool things he did tell me though, is his dad negotiated the deal for him. So he has like his dad's the one that's running point as far as like an agent goes. But it's funny because when he told me, it was like, he's getting paid all this money. It's one of the best deals. I'm like, between that and the Fox deal, him talking about like him, you know, that's where the TV money's where it's at. I'm thinking to myself, like, there's a chance Rob might be making more money now than he was as an NFL player. I I think 100%. I mean, if you're saying he, you know, possibly could be a million or in the millions of this, um, we're seeing TV contracts with the Tom Brady's of the world getting into $37 million a year. You know, he's only on a part-timer, but I think eight spots for him. He's He's got to be making in the millions there. I mean, the guy's on everything. He's on AARP. He's on insurance. He's on, you know, DoorDash, Uber. He's on all these things. The guy's absolutely crushing it. Um, And just like he said, like, you know, his, one of his strategies is like, under like under under what is underperform over him? deliver that's it exactly underperform yeah. over deliver it's, and it's worked for him right 100 percent. now i'm curious on your end which would, would you ever go into business with gronk uh if so what would you do and have you ever talked to him about this i while you're thinking about this i just can't imagine what it's like having your childhood high school like jock buddy who you're playing sports with and not only has he gone on to have a Hall of Fame NFL career, but you've gone on to kind of have your own, you know, celebrity status, like talk about two kids from Buffalo seeing the world in different light. But I'm curious, like, has there any been any side conversations between between you and Gronk on, on going into business together? There hasn't been. But after hearing about this FanDuel deal, I'm like, man, I got to source him a multi-million dollar deal. That would be nice, right? Um, but no, there there hasn't been. But it's something to think about, right? Like it's obviously he's business hungry. He's business savvy. He's super smart. And I think he's the kind of guy that's all ears. Like you heard him, no freebies. But if it makes sense, I'll talk. Business is business. But I think at the end of the day, if a good deal comes Rob's way, he's down for it. And to have those conversations would be great. And I think Think about like him and Camille, like what a power brand those two have. Yeah. I mean, Camille is killing it in her own right. She's crushing it. Would love to have her on the pod. Rob's doing really well. Those two together could come up with something massive, like an outrageous, outrageous private label brand. But they already have that, like Gronk Fitness and other things. So I don't know. It's something to think about. We'll have to come up with something, David. I definitely see those two being like the perfect, like you want to talk about money and TV, like those two would be an amazing reality TV, Camille and Gronk. You know, I know some people don't really like letting that kind of, he said privacy is something that he loves. So, but I just like, I would tune into that 100%. You know, what's cool about their dynamic is she has a big female following. He's got a big male following, totally different. And I think like, it's such an, like, as I was talking to another agent actually about Rob, like he's such an outlier in the fact that a lot of people in the sports world, they're either like super brandable and have like social media following or they're brandable, but they're not skilled or they're like, they're not like an outlier on the field or they're an outlier on the field and they just don't have the brandability and the big social following. The fact that he is like 
the top in all of it. Like the top announcer, like the top uh, social media guy, the top player. He's like, it's such an outlying full package that it just, he's such an empire in himself. And that's so unlike anybody in athletics. He probably just makes so many people who try, like try their hardest to be like Gronk and can't like this guy talking about his pre-draft story, like sleeping on the floor and Bill Belichick like walks in on him sleeping on the floor because he's so hungover. The guy has a cruise called the Gronk cruise. We just parties for three days and make in the middle of his NFL career. Like there's only one Gronk. Like you can say that about a lot of people. There's only one Gronk. And one thing that I never thought I would do is ask you a financial recap, curious Canadian question on a finance thing from Gronk's mouth. So if there's anyone that listened to that episode and said, wow, if Gronk can invest in a municipal bond, maybe I can too. So just as a little breakdown here, uh, can you give the people at home, what is a simple definition of a municipal bond? And is there an example of how you would go invest in one? Can you just go on a a trading app or is that something that you need to go to a financial advisor? What is a municipal bond uh, for the people at home who want to invest like Gronk? Okay. So I want, you know, I always have funds with this. I always yeah. have fun with this. I want you to take a stab. What do you okay. think municipal bonds are? Well, I'm going to, I actually don't know. Um, so I'm going to take a stab at it. I, it. He said something like low risk, task free, uh, a municipal bond. I, I have no clue. I couldn't even, I couldn't even make a guess. Like something in between like a high interest savings account to something that's like just over time guaranteed to make money, super, super low risk. Um, but if you're asking me to guess like a company or like a fund, like I have no clue. Like, I don't know, can, is like the Dow. Okay. Like so, municipal? all right. So municipal, right? So that's what you think about your municipal. That's like, think about like state or local governments, right? That's like, so you're thinking okay. like in general, you're thinking like government. So then they're, what they're called is like muni bonds. So we'll break it down. Yes. Muni bonds, right? Essentially what they're doing is the state or the government or the local areas are raising capital. How they raise capital is you buy a bond. So David would put $10,000 into a muni bond. Now that bond goes to the state or local governments. In return for that, they will give you interest income. So the United States gives you interest income or the state of New York gives you interest income on that $10,000. Like he said, like I might be getting 3%. It's a lower interest rate. Now it's going up now because obviously interest rates are going up, but it's very, very low risk because when you borrow money to the government, it's likely they're going to pay you back and they're going to pay you a low interest rate because it's low risk. Then what the, 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 the deal is not always, but certain holders based on the muni uh, bond, uh, there will be an exemption. It's the exemption from federal and state income tax on the profitability, right? So they all work a little bit different, but that's what he was referring to when he was saying tax-free and muni bonds are how they raise capital and then you get a return. It's like you're giving a loan to the government and you're getting paid for it and then you're getting tax benefits for doing so. No podcast like trading secrets out there when you come and get a few laughs from Robbie G and also <laughs> learn what a muni bond is with Jason and David in the recap. Good to know. I learned something from Mr. G. That was great. I love it. Mr. G, informational, educational. David, I know this was a longer episode and our money mafia out there, you guys are the best for listening to everything. But do you have any last minute thoughts before we wrap wrap up? I don't. I don't. I'm curious when this comes out on Monday, uh, who we're talking about on the side, who wins a Super Bowl, uh, and, and hearing all about all of your the details and the money behind your trip and the laughs that you've had with the boys. Uh, I'm so incredibly jealous, and I wish you guys all the best, and uh, I wish I was there. 
next recap because I'm recording this before the Super Bowl. We will break all of that down. I will get into the details behind the things I go to and some of the behind the scenes of the business and economics behind it. Before I do, David, the Super Bowl is over when people are listening to this, but the Super Bowl hasn't happened when we're recording this. You give me a prediction and give me a prediction right now. I'm going to predict uh, that the Eagles are going to win. I think it's going to be uh, 27 to 20 is my prediction. I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to win. Um, that's going to be my prediction. I like the Eagles in this one. 31-27 Kansas City final. That's my guess. We're on different sides of the coin. We will be back next Monday for another episode of Trading Secrets You Can't Afford to Miss. Make sure to give us five stars. Please, guys, smash that subscribe button, please, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. When you hit subscribe, it really, really helps us out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Trading Secrets. One, hopefully, you had some fun with and can't afford to miss. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.